0: KBTC, a viewer supported community service of Bates Technical College.
1: From KBTC Public Television Studios in Tacoma, Washington, it's the Northwest Now Podcast. Each week, we take a closer look at the people and issues that affect all of us here in Western Washington. So sit back, relax, and join the conversation with your host, Tom Layson.
2: Tacoma celebrates the 40th birthday of a cultural icon, not a person, but the Tacoma Dome. A south Sound landmark that brought the world to our doorstep and provided a place for our community to gather in both good times and bad. Tonight, a discussion about the importance of the Dome and its impact on the reimagination of Tacoma. We take a look at a new film produced to tell the dome story. And Steve Kiggins with more on the Dome and its role in encouraging what became a long line of major attractions and improvements in the City of Destiny. We're celebrating the Tacoma Dome tonight on Northwest Now. It was April of 1983 that the Tacoma Dome opened, and the city of Tacoma has been celebrating the dome all year here in 2023. The city hosted an anniversary gala at the dome where hundreds gathered to look back at the effort to build it and learn more about plans for the future. The construction of the Tacoma Dome was a huge milestone in the modern history of Tacoma, but as Steve Kiggins tells us, it's just a piece of what one can argue is the place to live and work here in western Washington.
0: But I remember seeing the structure uh, when they were building it, how the framework. It was really cool. It's impossible to miss and you drive along Interstate 5. Where the freeway cuts through the city, the Tacoma Dome has stood for four decades, bringing this South Sound community together. Well, when you think of the dome, you think of Tacoma. The, recognition program the city of Tacoma recently commissioned a documentary celebrating the Tacoma Dome's 40th anniversary. But getting here has been a journey after a few false starts, voters finally approved public funding that would redefine Tacoma's Hawthorne neighborhood and the city's skyline. The Dome opened to the public in April 1983. Later that August, musician David Bowie became the first major performing artist to head Tacoma on the tour. Rod Stewart, Alice Cooper, Motley Crue. Dave Miller has seen nearly all the big names here. The Dome is where countless memories were born, inside a place much closer to home.
3: Anybody visits Tacoma, they think of the dome.
0: Billy Seaman says the Tacoma Dome has become an icon. Like when you go to Seattle, you think of a Space Needle. Ever since it opened, downtown Tacoma has been transformed, seeing new museums and a university become neighbors. The city's waterfront has since grown into a neighborhood itself. Now Amtrak and Sound Transit call the city's dome district a transportation hub. Without the public investment, some wonder if any of the neighborhood's development would have ever happened.
1: When the dome have the event, it's hard for any else to come in to do the visit with us.
0: Business owner Cheyenne Somali thanks his loyal customers for making his fish and chips restaurant a success inside House Square. He believes it's possible that Tacoma Dome can bring even more business into the area. And
1: i like to see the dome is more function than just a weekend or all sort the of
0: season. million were spent on upgrades and renovations just five years ago. It's an investment, not just for the Tacoma Dome. It's a pledge to attract another 31 million visitors into the South Sound for the venue's next 40 years.
2: Joining us now are Adam Cook, the City of Tacoma's Director of Venues and Events, Jackie Scott, one of the people instrumental in the effort to get a dome of our own, and Bill Barsma, a former Tacoma mayor and one of the recognized experts on all things historical when it comes to the City of Destiny. Thanks so much, all of you, for coming to Northwest Now. Great to have a conversation about the real, I'd say, the real physical icon in the City of Tacoma, which is the Tacoma Dome. Been here 40 years now, and... Uh, I don't know, it feels like a fast 40 years to me, but let's get to it. Yeah. Um, I want you to each tell a story about how you got involved with the Dome. Um, Adam, you're, you're the newcomer here. Right. So how did you come uh, to be in contact on a regular basis with the old Tacoma Dome?
4: Yeah, I've, uh, I've danced around the Dome for a long time. I worked in Seattle back in the early 2000s uh, up at the Comcast Arena then at Everett and uh, really knew the building and its wonderful history and legacy and was fortunate enough back in 2019 that the then director Kim Badir, gave me a call and said, hey, I may have an opening for a deputy. Are you interested? And I said, absolutely. I can't pass up an opportunity to work in such an iconic building and work with a great team that runs all of Tacoma's venues and uh, made the jump down here and have not regretted it for a minute since. It's been fantastic.
2: Good, Jackie, you're a citizen, um, got interested in this project. Um, how did you get involved? What sparked your interest?
4: Well.
1: I was in Tacoma when the other versions of this were discussed. And it wasn't particularly interesting, but uh, I I came home from uh, Africa uh, just before the vote for the Dome this time, but I had already voted absentee and I had voted yes, but then I Caught the spirit when I, all the, feel it was just this live energy to get that thing passed and then we'd get it built. And as to how I got on the jury, I have no idea.
2: Right, because you were part of the team that helped pass it as a, to get it through, I guess, the, the, some of the filters required yeah. to make it happen.
1: Yeah, but but, you know, very, very small part. There's a lot of people that did a lot more than I did. Uh, I'm sure grateful I got it. Yeah. It was, it's, you know, once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. And it played well to my interest and
2: my skills. Right. Because a lot of folks consider you to be one of the citizen, one of the citizen motors that got that to happen. Bill, um, we're going to talk about the, the, the
3: long history of the Dome, but in the modern history sure. of the Dome, how did you get involved? Uh, December of 1993, I was on the city council at the time, a fateful call from Becky Bogard, who was the government relations representative for, but for the Akerleys. I'll never forget. She said, Bill, why is it that Tacoma does not want the Seattle, city, uh, the Seattle Sonics to play in the Dome for the 94-95 season? I said, excuse me? So we've been trying, we've been reaching out, we haven't been getting return phone calls. I said, I tell you what, Becky, I'll talk to you tomorrow and we'll find out what the story is. So I called Ray Corpus, uh, the city manager at the time, and he put me in contact with Jay Green. And Jay said, Bill, this is all a ploy. I said, what do you mean? Well, they're, they're negotiating you know, a deal, a better deal with the kingdom. and They're using us as a bargaining chip. I said, I don't think that's the case. So I called Becky back and she said, you know, Bill, she said, Barry accurately uh, despises uh, Randy Ravel, the executive, King County executive. Yeah. They'll never play in, in the King Dome. They want to <laughs> play in the Tacoma Dome. You got to make it happen. And so that was the year, by the way, that uh, Michael Jordan decided to play baseball. Ah. So here you he had the Sonics loaded with Sean Kemp and uh, Gary Payton, Payton and, yep. and Detlef Shrimp, yep. three all pros. I figured, you know, if we can get them in the Dome, we're going to win the NBA championship. And unfortunately, fate uh, made that not happen. But, uh, so
2: that was your interface with the Dome as, as, a, as a former mayor of Tacoma um, in the Dome's modern history. But I want to jump right back sure. with you. Um, prior to the celebration event of the 40th anniversary, you and I had a brief conversation yep. and um, we talked about um, the, the real history of yeah. the thinking about a right, Dome right. in Tacoma. And I was, I could not
3: believe how long this scheme had been brewing. Talk to me a little bit December about it. December 17th, 1925. <laughs> On mm-hmm. the front pages of the Tacoma News Tribune, there was this, this proposal to build a dome to cover the stadium bowl. And uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I have some, uh, actually I, have, I think I sent on a picture of it, but the, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, engineer architect was E. Taylor Gardner, and uh, it said in, in, the, in the article, you have to imagine the size of this particular proposal. It was a stadium proposal that would be comparable to what we see in Seattle right now. Wow. You can imagine covering Stadium Bowl with a dome yeah. to hold 50 and to 60,000 yes, <laughs> yeah. 60, people. And the roof would be louvered so it would open and close. Uh, you, it was so far ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, people got excited, but it was a little too far, a little, a little grandiose for 1925. But that yeah. was the first, as far as I know, that was the first proposal for a Tacoma Dome, a Dome of our own,
2: and it had come and gone a couple of times with yep. different plans, different architects, different ideas. I am really glad they didn't cover up Stadium High School. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Well, it's actually exactly the Stadium Bowl itself. Well, it's, nice. well it would—I think but, it would have stretched over into yeah. it from the sounds of it. And, and and of course, we had an earthquake in '49, which would have created all sorts of problems.
2: You'd have been right off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Adam, talk a little bit about uh, what makes this, the Dome so special operationally as a venue. Um, I was impressed by, I've, I've been in the Dome several times for Dome-wide events, mm-hmm. but the way at this 40th um, anniversary, which I thought was so well done by the city of Tacoma, I want to put those uh, props out there. Um, it was, the way you can partition it was very impressive. That was a real nice room. It was right-sized. It looked good. The lighting was great, but there, there's a lot of ways that you can shape and use the Dome. And I'm sure that was maybe even part of your discussions recently in Nashville when you went down to pitch the Dome to agents and people who are buying venues. Talk a little bit about that.
4: Yeah, we have a virtual origami of a building with the Dome. It's fantastic. (laughs) We can scale ourselves anything from a couple hundred people for a movie screening to 2,500 for a small family show to 22,000. We can push the seats back and do large sporting events and flat shows, consumer shows. We can put 15,500 people on the floor for the newest craze of uh, electronic dance music. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal, the things we can do. And that really comes back to the staff. Uh, Our team is just amazing at what they do. They work hard every day and they know that they are delivering those experiences for the city. So they really focus on how can we create new and entertaining ways to support our community
2: in the Dome. Mm-hmm. Jackie, I want to know what you, what what do you think really kind of finally swung support to the Dome? Because it was it seems like a no-brainer now. We sit here today and say, well, obviously. We, we need that. It's going to be great. It's going to bring the world to our back door. Well, that was a true back door, yeah, you know. No.
1: I think one of it was uh, Doug MacArthur and his friends uh, put together a great campaign. And they tapped into all the right people who may not have even paid attention because that wasn't their thing, or they didn't think it was their thing. And the other was that there were cities across the country building facilities, and maybe, you know, some people thought, well, gee, we could have something like that, couldn't we? And I'm sure there were people that I didn't know that had... I know there were ideas that some people... If you take my idea of what a dome, what the dome should look like, it might not have been dome. But, you know, but it was energized by a hundred people who sat in a room and put up enough money to put on a campaign.
2: And pounded out through some of the ideas and the competing ideas, too. Oh, yeah,
1: and just kept and it, i think it's one of the best run campaigns of anything i've seen in whether it be people or buildings uh and it from the beginning i think people felt the voters felt that's mine yeah yeah and that's uh, i think why it's successful too because this is their building mm-hmm. if you know a big money guy came in and built it
2: yeah it's you the you own it? No. It's, it It hosts hyper-local events, but also with national import, there's some great things. Bill, here's,
3: I'm going to test you, I'll put you on the spot. Do you know who came up with the dome of our own? You mentioned it, do you know who? Well, the, I, I know who came up with the name Tacoma Dome, and that was uh, council member Barbara Bixell. Okay. Uh, she came up with that idea. As far as dome of your own, could have been Dar- Doug MacArthur, but I do have to give credit to Mike Parker, who was the mayor at the time who came up with this idea of a World's Fair in Tacoma, which is a little too audacious. and But it, I think it got people to think yeah, big. It gestured at... Got people to think big. Yeah. And and uh, Mike was a promoter and and helped make that. And, of course, Stan Nacorato, Stan the Man, was also involved in that campaign. So. I want to swing right
2: back to you on this piece. Yeah. I, I know this is a huge question from a person who studies history. You could probably do an hour on this alone. But... Where do you? What has been the cultural importance in your mind of the Tacoma Dome? What has it oh, brought to us?
3: Profound. Yeah, profound. Uh, you know, just think of all the all the acts that come through Tacoma. Uh, it just kind of blows you away. I, it does. I mentioned Bruce Springsteen yeah. before we came on the air. Uh, I was there at the Springsteen concert. The Eagles, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, you know, it goes on and on. All the all the headliners, uh, Lady Gaga. You name yep. it. Uh, put Tacoma on the map. I mean, just just absolutely un- fantastic. Uh, and then a, the beauty of it too is that the facility was designed in a way that the community could use it. Oh yeah. As well, you could have high school graduations, college graduations, high school sports, s- high school sports. Oh, yeah. Correct. Uh, some great uh, basketball games have been played in the dome. And uh, as has been said earlier, it's just a multifaceted facility mm-hmm. that can be used for the community in 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 more intimate ways, but also the big axe.
2: This wasn't brought up much, Jackie, in the 40-year celebration because you know you don't want to bring the room down. Mm-hmm. But I, it's, I, as a citizen, I think it's important. I, I want to talk to you and, and get your response to this. I think the Tacoma Dome part of it's it's so powerful in terms of where it sits in our minds because we've had peak life experiences there. We've had graduations and and watched sports teams that we loved, uh, you know, play. But I will also say this: we've had some very sad. Community-based events there too, where we're at our lowest, um, with funerals and memorial services for fallen officers and that kind of thing. What are your thoughts about that emotional power and the tie that it that building has to us?
1: Um, I think the the dichotomy is there, but that's not the way it feels. Mm-hmm. It's and it's a lot the mindset of the people that are involved. Um, it's easy to be gung-ho about a building when you're going to a concert that you've wanted to go to for 25 years right. or you know whatever uh but that the i think there's a pull on the citizens that some of the memorial services and those things they should be there too because this is the people's dome mm-hmm. and it, isn't, it wasn't built for Paul McCartney or any other big, and it wasn't built Tab the Sonics. If we could have had them, we would have, but that it wasn't built. It was, there was no prescription written on a piece of paper what would go on in the Dome. And I think the staffs, through these 40 years, have done very well in reading what the community feels. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I do too. Adam, when you, um, you know, you've been exposed to the Dome for, yeah. for a good 20 years now. When you're out selling it, um, do you have just selling it and selling the venue in mind? Or do you also have, what is it, what is this act going to bring to the community? Yep. In other words, how can... It, does that ever cross your mind? Like, this would be very enriching, or we really should have these people for the people? Do you think that way? And talk absolutely, a little bit about that. Absolutely,
4: absolutely. We are always looking at not just can we bring the biggest name in? You know, we'd love to bring the biggest names. Right. They're fantastic, to Bill's point. They help put Tacoma on the map when you're playing. We were just the largest uh, the largest grossing stop on Morgan Wallen's indoor tour.
2: I hope so. you don't get the biggest act, though, because Taylor Swift would literally tear the, – the, the, the mass of that population would explode. I the will dome. take 20 <laughs> Taylor Swift <laughs> yeah. shows. We'll fit them
4: all in somehow. We'll do yeah. it if it's there. But, uh, no, we'd love to do that. But at the same time, it really is what's benefiting the community. And so looking at both community events, we talked about the sporting championships, the graduations – Asia-Pacific Cultural Center hosts their Lunar New Year celebration, yeah. Yeah. as well as the diversity of our events and what we're bringing into the community so that we're representing everybody. It's not just the country and the rock that we know plays so well in the dome, but it's um, urban and hip-hop and electronic and something for really everybody in our community. It's always a focus. When we're
2: and I working. think Jackie was gesturing at that. Jackie, it really is a little bit of a uni- unifying force, isn't
1: it? Well, it is. And, and I think, Adam, what you said that you you keep the community in mind and that is reflected in what i see from the mm-hmm. dome and uh there was and i'm not even sure i can't even ma- i'm well i hadn't thought about it in probably mm-hmm. 35 years there was a moment where something we wanted to bring something to the dome and they asked i think myself and another person who had been on the jury to help them mm-hmm. with the preparation to go to, and, and they, they succeeded in bringing whatever it, it was. It wasn't a big concert or anything. It was more of, a, I think, a business, I don't know. Events, yeah. But I think th- that, well, we saw it in the film. The people want to go to the Dome. Mm-hmm. And they and I think one thing that's helped a lot is it's stayed affordable.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's
1: you know and yeah. uh, we were talking uh, before we started this afternoon about the cost of going to things yeah. And that's crucial.
2: And that's hard in the era of Ticketmaster and with with Axe. They make their demands and the venues almost to some degree the innocent victim of that. Bill, I wanted to move on with you from a historical perspective. Not only am I going to make you look back here, but also going to get your crystal ball out and look forward. Is with social media and people literally having theaters in their home with big screens and surround sounds, I mean, you can watch a, a, a very nice concert in the confines of your own home now. Sure. Do we, is, is, a, is a dome going to be, is it going to go the way of the buggy whip and elevator operator? Will, will we still have a need for large venues in 10 or 20 years or 40 oh, years from now?
3: Nothing like really being there. I mean, the excitement, the electricity, the experience, the ambience, you can't replicate that in your living room. I do want to say probably my my biggest disappointment if I could go down a little rabbit hole here for a moment in terms of history. It was during the Sonics game uh, when they were here. And uh, I mentioned to you the big three and the real possibility of winning the NBA championship here in Tacoma. John Crowley was saying that could mean $20 million for the city of Tacoma. I was really hyped. I was excited. So we're in the playoffs with the Lakers. Not that great a team. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. This is a Tacoma story, right? <laughs> yeah. well, the first game, it's a, it's a, it's a five game series. first game we blow, blow, blow out the, the Lakers. The second game the team's struggling, but they're making it. They're getting there, you know. And, and all of a sudden it's on national TV. All of a sudden a lightning bolt hits the generator and the lights go out in the dome. Now we have uh, newer lights. Yes. But back in those days, it took about a half an hour for those oh, lights. Yeah. So, the two teams go back into the dressing room. Uh, everything's pitch black. We're on national TV. Finally, they get the lights. It takes forever. And lo and behold, darn it. The team loses by one point. They then go down in L.A. and lose two, two straight and they're out. Yeah. And uh, the rest is history. It is a Tacoma story, <laughs> a isn't Tacoma it? Story. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and, and if I can, um, <laughs> I think the diversity of s- stuff that comes to the dome, a lot of it, like the uh, Asia Pacific, that's grounds. I mean, that's the people live here oh, yeah. create that event. Mm-hmm. You open the door
3: mm-hmm.
1: and do what they need you to do. Oh, and gosh. I think because so many people have ex- experienced it very personally it will it will change maybe to venues that are acts that come and things but it's it's going to i think it won't it'll will have to fall down yeah. before it
2: Let's let's hope not. Last sixty seconds, Adam. What's next for the Tacoma Dome? If you have a wish list and wish list, gosh, you know, I'd love yeah. to have you know virtual screens <laughs> or what? What what is on your list?
4: Well, there's there's a lot right now. I'll be honest. Um, we have been putting some tremendous capital work into it. Bill mentioned the new lighting that we just swapped out. Uh, we've got a lot of security and guest enhancements that are coming up over the next couple of years. But with any forty-year-old building, there's a lot of repair and maintenance that goes into it and keeping it active and keeping it going for the next forty years. We're in pretty rarefied air as the Tacoma Dome. We're talking buildings like Madison Square Garden in New York, the Forum in LA. And to be in that company requires a lot of attention and a lot of effort. But what we know is, as stewards of the building, with our council, with our community supporting it, there's nothing we can't do. And and exactly to Bill's point, that live experience is going to be around forever. Yeah, and
2: trying to integrate that digital experience with the real world, I think is going to be a real key going forward. Great conversation, everybody. Thanks so much for coming in to talk about uh, the Tacoma Dome 40 years later. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Northwest Now airs from Vancouver to Vancouver and from the ocean to the crest of the Cascades. So when people ask me, do you produce shows for Tacoma or all of Western Washington, my frequently unsatisfying answer is yes. The bottom line, our physical home is right here in Tacoma. And the Dome is a constant reminder of just how far the city has come in the past 40 years, thanks in large part to all of those who came before us and who had a vision for preserving the past and investing for the future.